0: The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed during this or any broadcasts belong solely to our guests or our hosts. These broadcasts do not represent or reflect the views of their employers, sponsors, or affiliated organizations. Welcome to the Flipboard EDU podcast with your host, William Jeffrey, where we collaborate, communicate, and educate with the greatest educators in the world on Flipboard. Let's start the show.
1: Welcome back, Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and preparing the next generation of teachers is a daunting task. The incorporation of mobile technology has led to many changes in education, especially over the last five years, and the pandemic has accelerated the need to embrace these changes. New teachers need to know how to build relationships virtually, deliver engaging lessons using the best tools available, and communicate with parents to monitor students' progress. How will pre-service teachers know where to start? These trends inspired Samantha Festus to publish her book, Edumagic, a book that helps prepare teachers to hone their skills in the digital presence and create activities with technology tools. In this episode of Flipboard EDU Podcast, we speak to Samantha about the challenges pre-service teachers face during the pandemic. We detail how to build relationships virtually with college students and how to prepare pre-service teachers who will use technology in their classes as teachers. We also talk to her about the importance of maintaining a positive presence as a teacher on various forms of social media. So like we always do about this time, let's collaborate, communicate, and educate with the best educators in the world right here on Flipboard EDU Podcast. Welcome back Flipboard fam. This is your favorite coach, Coach Jeffrey, and I'm here with another amazing guest, Dr. Samantha Fessage. Welcome to the show.
0: Hey Flipboard fam, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me on, Coach Jeffrey.
1: So let's tell the listening audience a little bit about yourself.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to. So my name is Dr. Sam Fessage. I'm a professor of education where I get to teach future educators all about ed tech and special education. I also have the privilege of working with our special education majors during their student teaching experience. So it is a dream job. I truly enjoy working with those aspiring educators. And I also am the author of Edgy Magic, a guide for free service teachers, and a host of a podcast as well, because why not? Oh yeah, sure. It's called Edgy Magic Teacher Podcast. Yes. There's a theme going there.
1: And If you have not subscribed to that podcast, I want you to go ahead and subscribe to it. It has some great information on there. You share Thanks. that pretty well. So we appreciate that. So what got you interested with in working with pre-service teachers to begin
0: with? Yeah, that's a great question. So before I was working with pre-service teachers, I was a special education teacher. And from there, I got to see how ed tech and special ed really blended beautifully together. And so that kind of led to a tech coach kind of role for the school that I worked at. And it was a school just for kids with special needs. It was an amazing experience. And I found that i kind of teaching adults. It's fun. But then as I was teaching, an adjunct position came up at a local college and was working with graduates and undergraduates. And I gotta say, that's when that's when it happened for me. I was like, you know what? This is where I need to be. I think when you just know. And so I got my PhD in learning design and technology. Fancy for Ed Tech in the classroom. And I haven't looked back since. I had to do a double take, though, when I saw the position open at Grove City College. I had to refresh the page a couple times because I couldn't believe it was actually true. I was like, there's no way that I could be teaching future teachers tech. And so it was an amazing opportunity to teach for them for a couple of years as an instructional tech coach and as a professor, and now as a assistant professor it's as, as fantastic teaching special ed and also sticking with my ed tech roots so it's just so much
1: Why do you think teachers need adequate training for teaching anyway? What's the big deal?
0: Oh my gosh because I think sometimes when we're going into our teacher prep program some of our students come in and they think they already know what it's all about to be a teacher because they have that student experience Experience. And maybe they had great teachers or maybe some teachers weren't so awesome. So maybe sometimes when they come in as an education major, as a brand new freshman uh, going to college, they think they know what teaching is all about. But as teacher trainers, as pre-service educator, teacher educators, we need to be able to get them to flip that mindset from the other side of the desk, so to speak. You know what it's like to be a student. You've seen great practice. You've seen practice and you've seen stuff that no nobody should probably do ever in their classroom. But we need to talk about what's it like being on the other side of the desk? It's not just having your summers off, having great holiday breaks, getting done at three, all those things. It's really about relationship building, working with your students day in, day out, showing up for your students, whether they're traditional, hybrid or online and working with your future teachers to know what best practices are, what's peer reviewed, what's research-based, what's out there, what are those best strategies. And I think you're going to find it all comes back to building those relationships with your students.
1: You said a mouthful and I really want to unpack with, (laughs) just want to unpack a little bit. You said building a relationship is most important for a teacher. How do you teach that in your with your students?
0: Yeah, I like that one. I think it's through modeling. So as students are coming into our virtual space, I greet them by name. I have a little activity for us to do as students are coming in. So we're not just awkwardly staring at each other on the video camera. But so have them drop in our chat drop a gift. How are you feeling today? If you could explain your weekend in six, word or, six words or less, but do that over in the chat. And just greeting them by name, having music playing, have a shared Spotify list. And every, every week I'm reaching out to individual students, every student on my roster, I'm DMing them. How are you doing today? How can I help support you? We're a faith-based institution, so how can I be praying for you? And just asking them questions if they shared anything about family or pets or community, if they're doing a student teaching or a field experience, how's that going? How's your lesson planning? Being a human and talking to them because we teach humans. And I think teaching how to build those relationships and also to maintain them throughout the semester is absolutely critical because we can't just build them. We got to keep them going. We got to maintain them. So it's not just a first week, first lesson type thing as something we continue to do and continue to foster that relationship throughout the semester through those individual chats through virtual coffee dates or whatever we decide to do
1: some teachers have a hard time building relationships with students outside of their culture and you have just to me given a magic blueprint for doing that by sharing music a shared playlist what
0: brought that about we all have been to an ed camp whenever we could go to things and I went to an ed camp in Pittsburgh and what they had up was a QR code to a shared Spotify list and there was so many different types of music, many different genres on this list that people are added in all their faves and stuff and they had that playing throughout the morning session when you go to put up your sticky notes and whenever we came out for lunch and during our concluding session. So it was just. So cool to hear all the different music playing. I'm like, I have to do that in my class because it brought people together. People just get up and start dancing, turn it up, all those yeah. different things is a way for people to connect that had nothing to do with teaching. And that's what made it magical.
1: Yes, and so people were still learning in that environment as well, correct?
0: Absolutely. I think they were learning more because they were able to make those deeper connections with people, not just the service level. Hi, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher, too. Oh, that's cool. But oh, my gosh, you love this band. Yeah, me, too. I've been to their concert. Oh, my gosh, no way. You're able to start making the connections on that human level.
1: Yeah. And so also, too, that that built in a conversational piece where students felt comfortable. The teachers who were students felt comfortable within sharing side conversations the question is do you foster that in your classroom as well those side conversations when you're not teaching do you allow that or are you or what do you do
0: I have funny story so I have one student shout out to Zachary I would apparently I have these catchphrases that I use during class and anytime I would say hey we're gonna be bop over to this website over here you put a little tally mark in the chat in our team chat for everybody to see I'm like what is that He goes, oh you be at once I've been counting I keep a tally how many you say you're a good class but what's really fun was he really brought that energy to class from the student perspective, he's bringing in. If I if I shared seven ed tech tools to knock your teacher's socks off, he would go in and find a gift related to that somehow. But usually it's related to the office or how I bet your mother or whatever. But he's bringing that in. So having those side conversations, allowing them to just put in the chat what's going on in their life, how is the content relating to you as a teacher? Are you thinking about using this? What questions do you have? And just keeping that little chat bar up is really important for other students that also go in and like other people's comments or put those little um, emoji feelings next to other people's comments.
1: Excellent. They call that a back channel. That's what they used to call it back in the day, a back channel. (laughs) So yeah, fostering that. And so I, I brought all that out to say is that Currently, when new teachers come into the classroom environment, it has been my experience that they forget what we all have just been talking about for the last couple of minutes. They forget how important it is to incorporate their personality. And it becomes very cut and dry. And it's not just new teachers. I think teachers who are burnt out on teaching, they may do the same thing. What has been your experience and people who've just cut that part of the the culture out? Yeah, Yeah, I I think that leads. I think that leads to burnout because you get tired of presenting
0: the same material. They get tired of hearing it the same way. So by incorporating some of these techniques to get to know your students first and foremost, my friend Heather Michelle, she's over on Instagram and throughout COVID, she's been posting teaching virtual teaching tips. And I think she's on like tip number fifty or probably more than that. But the first one that she started with was relationships and she did a one, two, three list. First relationship, second procedures, third content. And I think sometimes we go into the classroom, I gotta get these standards done. I gotta get this content out to my students. I have to get through the chapter. Take a breath. How did you connect with your students today? Was it through a really quick thumbs up, thumbs down on video chat. Was it, how are you feeling on a scale of, I don't know, cats? You have several cats on your screen and they have to identify which one they're feeling with today. Just doing, like before you get into that content, just do a quick check-in and see how they're doing because that can open up conversation and that can open up those relationships with your students. And that's the most valuable part of teaching. And I think we can often overlook that when we have those standards and chapters and we're feeling that we're behind in our courses or in our lessons, that's okay. Connect with your students first.
1: Yes. So how has teaching changed during COVID-19 and <laughs> can teachers prepare for post-COVID interactions? So I think COVID has brought a spotlight
0: on the educational technology in a way that ed tech coaches are thinking, I've been saying this years. And I was like, oh, maybe I should use to learn how to use a digital grade book, or maybe I should learn how to do a Pear Deck or a Nearpod or whatever it might be. But using technology meaningfully with purpose behind it, not because it's something shiny and glittery and it looks cool, but really thinking about how is this tool going to help my students? How is it going to help engage my students, motivate my students? How is it going to help my teaching? It's going to save me teacher time. Because sometimes using a pen and paper, that's great using a really quick poll, thumbs up, thumbs down. That's great, too. You don't always have to use technology. But I think that has really brought a focus on using tech purposefully and all of these strategies that we're using in the virtual space. Yes, teaching virtual and our traditional face-to-face is very different. We can still use some of these tools in our traditional learning spaces to engage our students. So, for example, I had my students this semester, we do a special education law presentation. Usually I do the talking and it's very dry and we have to go through all the laws and legislation. And I feel like Charlie Brown's teacher. Wah, 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 wah. So this time we we're in a virtual space and I decided, you know what, we're going to do something different. And I told them our class started at 9am. I'm like, guys, I have a presentation prepared. It's nine in the morning. I'm not ready to give it to you, but you know what? You guys are going to go out there. I have all these resources ready for you. I have you guys paired up in groups of two. You're going to be making a wakelet that talks about about that special education law, or court case, whatever it might be. You're going to create a wakelet with your partner, and you're going to come back about 30 minutes. You're going to present a two-minute presentation about that the special education law court case. Wouldn't that one ever so much better than my, my very dry presentation about it? Because they were able to engage in the material. They're able to learn something new, not only the content, but also how to use a new tech tool to present some content to their peers. And to learn from their peers, so very small teaching experience, but I had a lot of fun doing it, and I think I'm going to keep doing it that way because it worked out really well.
1: Yeah, teaching by doing is, is an excellent thing. And let's talk about Edgy Magic. You wrote a book, yeah. you got a planner. I, I like it. What is Edgy Magic?
0: Yeah, so Edgy Magic it started off with a book called Edgy Magic: A Guide for Pre Service Teachers. And it goes, it's a little acrostic there. We have Educate and Engage, Digital Presence, PLN. We go all through these different eight different chapters. And it's all about how to crush your college career as an education major. These are things I wish I learned. These are things I teach my students and how to really go into being a teacher with the mindset of being on the other side of the desk. So talking about owning your professional positive digital presence on Instagram, on Twitter, having a digital portfolio to showcase all of your edu awesomeness, how to connect with other educators that might lead to some job interviews. You never know what connections you're going to bring to the table. But most importantly, knowing that learning is not defined by an A and understanding that we might need to go deeper. But it doesn't show, learning doesn't show up on your GPA as a 4.0 or as an A. It shows up in your character and how you work with the students and how you show up for your your class and for your students that you're working with. And teaching begins 8 a.m. freshman year, Monday morning. You start that college career, that's where teaching starts. And it doesn't end. And you cross that stage. That's whenever the learning really begins. So when you cross that stage of graduation, we're just continuing our learning journey.
1: Let's talk about the teacher planner book. What is that? How did that come about? So I remember very vividly, my my husband also works
0: on campus with me. He's in the IT department. And we are walking around campus. We can be outside and do things. And he goes, every education major has three things. They're copy to go, of course from wherever they get it, planner of some sort, like an agenda book or some sort of schedule that will, usually is printed and things like that. And of course, their backpack or their laptop and things like, yeah, you're right. Kind of weird. <laughs> so you can point out the education base because they have their little books, And I think I would like to make one of those just to see what would happen. Because I think that there's teacher planners, which are great for practicing educators. You have all that stuff like passwords and your class roster, your grade list your calendars and all those things. And then there's planners for students, but there wasn't really anything to mesh the two together as a student teacher. So I was like, you know what? I can do that. That sounds like fun. My co-author and I, Hannah Sansom and I, we created the Magic Future Teacher Digital Planner, and it includes content to help education majors throughout their college careers. So we have your monthly calendar, daily schedule, weekly schedule. We also have in there pieces for reflection, for student teaching, weekly prompts to think about how to craft your teaching philosophy, tips for education majors who are freshmen, sophomores, juniors, what to do, observation logs, field logs, all these things that education majors need. And it was just so much a fun project. And I'm so glad Sarah Thomas from EduMath is like, the world needs this. I'm so grateful for her and just her believing in the message for future educators in general. So it's been a blast creating and seeing the feedback on that
1: yes dr sarah thomas good friend of the show uh, she was on wow. i think episode 12 so i'm glad that she came on our show too
0: she's phenomenal is just i feel like every time somebody says i know dr sarah thomas she's so fun she's just such a bright light in education
1: yes and i'm so glad to to say i've known her what advice would you give a struggling teacher
0: okay so i would say One piece of advice would be to take care of yourself. And this is a lesson I learned way too late in my teaching career. I don't even think I practiced it during my first years of teaching. I know as a new teacher, I would go in early, stay late, and volunteer for all of the things, just like every other new teacher. You want to chair that committee? You want to go to that dance? Yeah. Yeah, of course I do. Take take time for you. And I think by taking time for yourself and investing in yourself, whether that looks like journaling or taking a walk or just taking unplugging for a night or whatever that might be, leaving school on time one night a week, you figure that out for yourself. But really investing in you so you can pour into others and I think that might help some of the struggle. And then changing that mindset from self-care being something that you're taking away from your students but instead you're investing it into yourself so you can give to your students. My good friend Kiana Cole she's a self-care and, and she is always out there putting up affirmations and Letting people know, hey, it's okay. It's okay to keep working on your self-care journey, being a mindful educator, all those great things that we need to do for ourselves and we tell our students to do. I think we need to do that as well.
1: That's great. And so many of us struggle from periods of time in teaching their mountains and their valleys. That's a really good tool, especially during COVID-19. I think we all have to really pay attention to ourselves and our coworkers who may need um, some extra help. Um, where can right. I where can I guess find you at?
0: Yeah, you can find me over on Instagram or Twitter at s e c i c
1: h. You can also find my work and um, any publications over on s.com. dot com. Gotcha. And that Edgy Magic Planner and the Edgy Magic Book. Let's say I don't go to your college. How can I get that? Oh drop on the website it's right there right under their other books or
0: you can head on over to the edumatch website you can find all the other awesome
1: definitely want to give a plug out to the other authors that wrote books for (laughs) edumatch there are a bunch of books there and i think some of them are on amazon as well too right yours on amazon as well yes so yeah you can get them anywhere so we appreciate you coming doc thanks for stopping by the show and we want you to have a great day thank you so much jeffrey
0: Subscribe to our Flipboard EDU podcast magazine.
1: Welcome to Flip Tips. Today's Flip Tip is how to get started with Flipboard. Very simple. I want to thank Jeanette Spire and Terry Porter for coming up with our Flip Tips for today. The first thing you want to do is download the app for your Android or iOS device second thing you want to do is you want to create an account make sure you add a picture and complete your bio third thing you want to do is you want to follow topics there are at least thirty-four thousand topics that you can follow next thing you want to do is build your magazine navigate to the bottom of your profile icon and then select the collection options give your magazine the title and you've built your first magazine i want to give a huge shout out for terry porter and Jeanette Spire on giving us today's flip tips. Flipboard fam, thanks for sticking with me on this episode. I would like to thank Dr. Samantha Fessage of Grove City College for talking with us about her book Edu Magic and her experiences as a professor preparing pre-service teachers. There is never enough good teachers. So I also want to give a huge shout out to Aileen Laylor and Crystal Vanderboom for the editorials on the Flip Edu Educators blog. Hey, remember to subscribe to our Flipboard Edu magazine on Flipboard.com. Also, please subscribe and share our podcast with an educator or colleague. Our podcast is available globally or wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, leave us a review so we'll know how we're doing. And make a suggestion if you want to hear something. So until next time, family.